the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. Hope everybody's doing well. You know, I walked in. Uh, nobody cares about this, but <laughs> I just, I walked in without my uh, headphones from my from well, the, uh, the newsroom. I, he is headless. I am, I am uh, the, the headless yeah. horseman today, yeah. and so uh, I'll... Uh, We'll figure figure that out. I think Jason's going to going to figure that out. Uh, I've got enough head for all of us. <laughs> well, your head's not that big. It means you have a big brain, yeah. right? Well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So Rufus is the only one who has headphones uh, right now. So we'll we just see we're just sitting around talking and having a good time before we come on and and. Uh, before we let y'all in the door, is, is the way it is. Before we open the door, we had to sweep up a little bit, <laughs> talk talk about things. And uh, did we we talked a little bit bit of gardening because you have in front of me, John, uh, have in front of you, Johnny, uh, a wonderful publication. Uh, most of it is is still pretty timely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of chemicals in there that are probably not used anymore. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. it's uh, yeah. John Harris's little garden, garden, garden calendar. Yeah. Garden calendar for North Carolina. It's, yeah. It's a very, very good resource. And, and looking through it, still, still yeah. relevant uh, today. Like you said, some of the some of the chemicals we wouldn't want to use or or. or are not using anymore did um, did i give you a copy of his book and half acre dr half acre from clemson i don't know well, i don't remember no huh. i don't think so I don't think I've all right that. well i i have a copy he did what is like 1971 okay it's a hardback i'll um i have yeah. a copy so i got i bought all the copy it was about 10 of them that i could find this was uh three or four years ago and i th- thought i gave them to everybody but uh on the show yeah. but uh this is something that he and dr halfacre who is from uh, clemson university his counterpart in in horticulture i think down there you know, highly respected uh, emeritus professor and they wrote a, a book kind of a garden calendar thank okay. you jason okay. very much i hate hate to have people waiting on me 
just my stupidity. Forgive me. You feel better now, Johnny? Can you hear yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Rufus, you can jump in anytime you want to. What are you doing? Reading, reading the, <laughs> reading the law book over there, or yeah. what? Uh, okay. Well, at any rate, uh, I'll I'll get that uh, book for you. I, I was reading my. Uh, this is always borrow money from a pessimist. He won't expect it back. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Is that is that from Cliff Joyner? Well, that was just a little thing I picked up a while back. Oh, okay. Read that again. Okay. Always borrow money from a pessimist. He won't expect it back. And here's another one. That's a good tip. Yeah. He said, you do not need a parachute to skydive. You only need a parachute to skydive twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's just true. To have a successful like skydive. It's like Johnny experience. Hood's joke book he kept yeah. back there for his speaking engagements. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, Johnny, everything cool in, in, uh, everything cool in, um, Roxborough, Oxford area. Well, it was very cool last weekend. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, but it's, it's it's warmed up a little bit this week, uh, and it, it's amazing how um, how we go from one extreme to the other. It's sort of going to moderate back to the the fifties this coming week. So, um, but yeah, everything, um, and hopefully we don't want this this big warm up to last very long, or else those things that have have gotten their chilling hours will be coming out well my Rufus my daphne my unusual crazy little daphne has still not bloomed it, boy it's right on the cusp yeah mine's been that way now for about a month yeah so and, they do uh, that yeah. they in addition to every other thing with daphne's they like to tease you yeah too. yeah you know uh joe the bouncer showed us a picture last week now he had, of, he had some blooms his in full full bloom i wonder if he's got it protected somewhere well, i don't know whether that's got anything to do with it or not i well, who knows about a Daphne? Well, that can't Daphne. that can't be in the Northern Virginia compound. It's no. got to be down here. That's right. Yeah, well, he must. Yeah. he must. You know, they're they're little microclimates. There are, yeah, in your, in, your in landscape. Your yard, yeah. So some sometimes if it's near a brick uh, building or brick, um, right foundation then something might yeah, bud up and keep it warm and, and also protect it yeah it, that will protect it well, right. well like yours you set a pot behind the bush one time <clears throat> yeah and it crawled around out front and one of the best daphnes around the country i apparently. just i have never seen anything like it. it and every time i show it to someone they say what so yeah all right it's, I, think, I think we got the uh, headphones set now so. did you did i have i ever did i tell you about the the daphne in my yard I don't think so. It someone, and I don't know how many years ago. I'd, I'd really be. I'd really like to remember how long ago it was that I was given this Daphne because it's it's been. I know it's been more than ten years, but wow. I put it behind. I, I got it out of the car and I, I just kind of laid it aside. I put it behind a foundation plant just to kind of keep it out of the way, and I forgot about it, and it. It grew into the the roots grew into the ground. It was it's right up against a house, and I think it's near a vent for the dryer. Mm-hmm. It could be, I think it is, and it it so it grew into the ground. The pot split open, and so I got the, I got the pot out of the way, and uh, it 
start there's a huge mahonia. It's right beside a huge mahonia, kind of in the corner mm-hmm. of the house. And it grew around. It was seeking the western sun because it's north-facing. It grew around the mahonia, the base of the mahonia. Wow. And um, and there it uh, and I have uh, I'll still find a, still doing well yeah there? yes it's Goodness. it's doing well. yeah that's amazing because I mean and it's on a slope it's on a slope so yeah it it sat on top it's sat on top of the ground and the roots grew in yeah yeah uh, the root ball uh, sat on top of the ground I should say and it uh, had that brick there protection it protection uh, on its um, left side with the huge mahonia. Yeah. And it uh, so it, he said, oh, "Well, I need a little more sun. Let me grow around here." <laughs> They're resilient. The only th- there's only three things you need to remember about uh, Daphne's. And that's drainage, drainage, drainage. Oh, so, okay. Well, I, that's I th- apparently found the secret to yeah, yeah preventing yeah, just plant it on top of the ground, <laughs> plant yeah. it in a pot and let it root into the ground. Well, we had one in the container. story of a little something a little more enormous than your Daphne. About thirty years ago, somebody gave me a windmill palm about a foot tall. And I don't know what happened. I stuck it in a corner outside the house. And it's now about 30 feet tall. I just grew there. I forgot about it. Wow. And as it got older, I said, well, why try to move it? Yeah. And it's it's got about a 10-inch diameter trunk. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. And has the, the weirdest uh, fruiting blossom. Mike and I have talked about that before. It's almost a scary thing, like out of a movie or something. This this yellow mess comes out of it. I know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Is I get that's the seed pod? Are they seed pods or flowers? I guess they're flowers. I, I don't know. The, um, it's scary. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of an odd growth. And what was what was the plant again? I, uh, sawmill wind, windmill palm. Wind, windmill. Oh, windmill palm. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I said sawmill windmill. Windmill. Um, sawmill <laughs> palm. Yeah, from up home. Yeah. <laughs> A oh, tooth well. oak with a windmill palm, get a sawmill palm. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, um, I, I'm not real familiar with windmill palms. I mean, the, there's probably the they most hardy palm. Oxford. Yeah, no, yeah, very yeah. They're probably the most very hardy palm yeah. um, in this area. But yeah, they they do have that uh, yellow uh, that comes out of the the center of it there, and I guess that is the the bloom. But um, I I haven't noticed the um, the fruiting and the reproductive part yeah. of that. Uh, so much. Well, they uh, they are very unusual plants. If you want something that looks like the beach, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah. uh, sago palm, which is not really a palm, is is not going to work real well around here. I mean, you can't no. grow them, but they really have to be protected. Weather like we had over the weekend would've, last weekend, it's going to yeah, yeah. And, and like in in a microclimate, like you were saying earlier, you yeah. might be able to go and get by with with a sago, but. Uh, we've got several sagos in containers, and we bring them in and out. No, we yeah, that's that's a, what an you, area. That's what you have to do. Yeah. But if you want them to look like uh, Charleston or or Kiowa Island or Savannah or someplace, you got yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to move. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But they um they are they are neat. Gives you a little bit different texture. Um, and there we uh we talking about Daphne's early. We we had a Daphne in a container for a number of years, and it did did well. And uh, one year it just bloomed i don't know how many blooms it had on it and and rufus i was telling you about that on the show one time yes. and you said on, on the daphne and um 
you said, well, it's probably going to die. And it did. It didn't. I must have put the hex on it. The soothsayer. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it bloomed out beautiful one year, and it just sort of went backwards after that. Well, we, we got already heard from Joe the Bouncer. All four of those Daphnis are in Virginia. And sadly, Good I have gracious. Just, yeah, and sadly, I have just a few blooms remaining. Going to get my last few whiffs before they say goodbye. <laughs> well, he's a real gardener. If oh. they can, if they can do that well, four out of four there. is pretty doggone good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Daphne's not the. I'm hanging on with three, thing. but they're just they, they've been threatening to bloom for over a month. Yeah, but yeah, about time. they bud up, bud up pretty quick. But it's still, yeah, it's still a little early. We get some more warm spells like we've had the last few days. They'll they'll start busting open. But uh, yeah, usually February, and on on into March. Really, I've seen them um, at Duke Gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first of March, blooming over there. They're beautiful. Uh, let's uh, talk to Rudy. Rudy, good morning. You're on WPTF. Uh, hello, am I on? Yes, sir. How can we uh, help I'd you like today? I'd like to know whether you can deadhead uh, fig trees and camellia. <sighs> fig um, tree and camellia. Now, well, first I need to ask you why you <laughs> want to do that. Because they're getting so tall. Uh-oh. Okay, you you just want to prune them. About eight feet tall. Yeah. The fig tree is about fig trees are about seven, I guess. Well, we're yeah. we're all guilty of planting things in the wrong place, and I think you just <laughs> did, uh, Rudy. Yeah, yeah. I think with with the figs, that would be really the only reason to prune a fig is for height uh, purposes. So you could take some of the the larger canes out of the fig. Um, you know, some of the more vigorous younger canes leaving those and uh taking some of the larger ones and that's probably going to be your tallest um yeah. so you can you can bring bring those down for size uh, like i said it's about the only reason to really prune a, a fig is is for size and it's going to grow back yeah it will it will <laughs> it'll be a maintenance thing you, you just um, want to get figs on on the new any new growth that comes from yeah. cutting it back now. exactly yeah, if you got yeah, enough yeah, sun yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and open it up for sun too. But uh, on the camellia, you want to make sure what which camellia it is, the sanquas or, or japonicas. Um, best time to prune a, a, a safest time to prune camellias would be right after they bloom. Yeah. Um, All right. So you don't because they they're going to set buds pretty early, so you don't want to. Um, yeah, and the sasanquas bloom in the fall. In the fall, yeah. And and uh, on into the winter a little bit, yeah. and then uh, the japonicas would be blooming right now. Yeah, yeah, you'd have blooms on them now. So yeah. if if they are blooming now, just wait till they finish blooming, and then you can you can prune it back. But, and they, they and they don't uh, get mad if you cut them back pretty pretty harshly. Yeah, yeah, like camellias will tolerate that. Yeah, camellias yeah. will tolerate it. You know, it's best take, done. Take the, them a while to grow back. Yeah, like an azalea, for they, instance. Um, but it's best to to prune them if you're going to prune them hard. It's best to prune them when they're dormant. Yeah. Um, uh, they don't stress quite as bad. But uh, yeah, th- that's the safest thing with the camellias because um, depending on when they bloom, you don't should he wait until February for the to prune the, the fig tree? It, it probably would be best. Uh, the main thing with, with pruning this time of year is you don't want to prune right before uh, it's going to be a hard freeze, like last Friday or uh, Thursday, you know, right before we got real cold. Uh, you would not want to, to go out and, and uh, prune just before a real a real drastic cool down like that. But, um, yeah, while they're doing it is, is the best time. February is February's a good time to prune fruit fruiting plants. Um in general, so uh, that would be a good time to do it. All right, Rudy, where are you calling from? 
Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville. All right, Rudy. We've talked to you before. We've we've met you before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I've come up to uh, Lillington twice. Yeah, wonderful. I, I thought I thought that's who it was. Yeah. Good gracious! Well, how you doing? Everybody in your family, all right? Oh yeah, yeah. Everything's going fine here. Good. Well, uh, next next time, uh, I'm sure sometime this year we'll be uh, we'll be down in uh, in Lillington and. And yeah, well, I, I hope look forward you, to seeing you every time you come. Well, wonderful. We'll uh, we'll pull you up a chair. All right. Take it Don't easy, Rudy. Have a great weekend, my friend. Same to you. All righty. Bye. 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 I thought that was Rudy. <laughs> Rudy's um, Rudy's a veteran and um, settled in Fayetteville, and he he comes up um, every time every time we're in Lillington. He. He uh, for a show. He he comes up, brings his family with him, and uh, you know his children. Yeah, that's yeah. great. All right, Paul is in Garner. Paul, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, guys. Hey, good how morning. you doing, Paul? Sounds like y'all are having a great morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> tough. It's a tough <laughs> life, man. January, <laughs> sir. What'd you say about January? I said a spring day in January. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a, couple a w- weird few days <laughs> Yesterday here. was balmy. I tell you what, when I was younger, when it got cold in November, it stayed cold till March. I know, and man. You have to keep your shorts out and a short sleeve shirt just to survive. That's right. Uh, it is, just the last couple, two or three years, it's changed I a lot. Know. Look, I got some violas that were doing good, and then the cold weather came in and hit them and whatever. They look kind of puny. Is there fertilizer I can put on them to bring them back out, to get them back to blooming? Well, the the changing of the temperatures will probably bring them back out as well. Did you fertilize them when you when you put them in? Or yes, we did. We put in some bone meal, you know, things like that when we were, and they were looking good. Had a lot of uh, color on them, but then with this cold snap we had, it changed things up and. They're just laying flat right now, mm-hmm. like they're dormant. Yeah, they'll, they'll come back. I've got the same thing yeah. at the houses. They'll, they'll come right back, Paul. They'll come back. Yeah, they will come back out. I mean, right. you, I, you I know, depending know. on if you use bone meal, I mean, that's the that's phosphorus. So, um, I would probably wait and let them perk up a little right bit. Now, I wouldn't think any nitrogen would be good for them because that'd cause them to stretch and just get too long and leggy and ugly yeah yeah i would i would wait and let them recover from the from the cold um usually you know fertilizing a a stressed plant is not always the best thing so if you just um let it recover a little bit and then maybe fertilize a little bit later on once uh you know once it starts to to grow in some more uh, and just use i just use a complete you know a complete fertilizer you could do a little higher if you need a little bit higher phosphorus um right it's it's sort of hard to know exactly without a soil test but um you know just a complete well, fertilizer did, would be pretty best. they've been doing well every year just this year it seems like we've had you know really a cold cold snap uh and that's hurt them more than anything else yeah, yeah. paul do you do you favor viola over pansy sir do you favor violas over pansies yes sir they get bunchier the colors of uh, prettier. The pansies have a bigger flower, but I like the violas because of just the way they bunch up and uh, yeah, uh, and perennialize. Yeah, uh, yeah, quite yeah, often. yeah, yeah. A lot of times, well, I mix them up. Perennials. 
Right. Which I find is a good combination. Well, it gives you a little bit different texture. Yeah. 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 yeah it really does. Uh, it makes a prettier uh, display to me and uh, got a stretch about 60 foot long and three foot wide. And Ooh. I feel it. I feel it um, full of violas and then cabbage and kale, which is really good. A lot of people don't realize this. If you let the cabbage and kale flower out, the seed will fall on the ground, and you don't have to replant them every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rufus has been contemplating that. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about that. Do you, do you, like, seeding, do you seeding like kale, kale to eat, Paul? Sir? Do you like kale to eat? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay, I'll. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, Rufus doesn't prefer that. Uh, I, I'm going to have to develop a taste for kale because I've had some listeners get all over me about being intolerant and not wanting to be. Uh, Maybe you're not putting enough hot sauce on yeah. top of yeah. it or uh, yeah. dressing. Well, just take you some olive oil and and um, sprinkle it, not sprinkle it, spray it on there. Put it in the. Um, oven and uh and just get it crispy and then it's really better than uh, being uh a liquid or now now you're talking about something hey. that i can can live with yeah rivers you might you might get some flour and batter it or some cornmeal oh uh, yeah <laughs> now now paul's telling me how to that's do that some fried kale that's right that's easy deep way. fried kale deep fried kale hey, with these air fryers you don't even have to do that anymore that's right that's right air fryers it's amazing how life has changed over I a certain know. period of time, and even flowers. They're not to me. They're not as pretty, and the more hybrid, and the more hybridized you do things, the less uh, uh, results you get from the old things. I like old things. Yeah, the uh, fragrance. Yeah. Uh, the, sometimes the fragrance is bred out of something. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Well, Paul, I, I'm going to go with you on that. I have a, a few of the hybrid Hellebore. I like my old fellows. They they yeah, may they, they may bend over reproduce. and frown a little bit, but I just love them. <laughs> yeah, the old fashioned hellebore. Yeah. To me, just like with tomatoes, tomatoes are not like they used to be. They don't have the taste that they had at one time. I used to come out to field prime in the back, and I'd go there and get me a ripe tomato and eat it just like it was. Now they're so <clears throat> firm on the inside, I can't get them to ripen up and be. Uh, Soft and uh, sloppy, like darn when you put mayonnaise on one side and some pepper, and, and just and some of that stuff running down your chin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And then we used to, I'd wear a short sleeve shirt uh, when we were priming the bike, and I'd get a tomato and rub on my arms, and it get that bike gum off in a heartbeat. You, uh-huh. you glad? You glad though that you don't have to work in the tobacco field in August, don't you? Listen, I am yeah. proud to say that I farm. We used to have 100 acres of tobacco, 35 <laughs> barns running every summer. Wow. Yeah. And we'd get up at 1 o'clock in the morning, take out two or three barns of tobacco, and then uh, I had the old brush harbors back then. You'd hang it in the brush harbor during the day. My daddy and granddaddy and them, they didn't believe in paying the help to hang tobacco, so we'd go back after we eat supper and hang a barn, two or three barns of tobacco, and then get up the next morning and do the same thing over and over. Oh, wow. That's what's wrong with these young kids today. They don't know what works. It was uh, it was good boy. money too, wasn't it, Paul? Yeah, fifty cent an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you have a wonderful weekend, my friend. Thank you. Thank enjoy you. Talking with you guys. Yeah, we'll always Thank enjoy you. talking to you, sir. Thank yes, you. Sir. All right, uh, you're listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Now on our one hundredth year. Uh, not me, but uh, the station is. <laughs> 
feel like I am sometimes. Uh, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up here in WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF. Mike Rayleigh here along with Rufus Edmonston and Johnny Coley. Johnny is uh, an extension agent in Person and Granville Counties. And uh, Brother Rufus, everybody knows Rufus. He's the man. You the mean man. The, the man with the name spelled backwards to suffer? No, the man, <laughs> the man with the donut. <laughs> and boy, chocolate covered with chocolate insides. Now, is that something else? And that was a surprise. You didn't know yeah, about the, the chocolate sweet, inside. No, I did not. It's normally cream. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it just, Rufus, as many oh. powerful, I mean, as powerful a person as you have been in your, your life, and this, the smallest uh, things make you the happiest. Extreme joy. <laughs> the, the small things. That make us, yeah. you, would yeah. have, you would have think that uh, Shay had given... Giving Rufus a million dollars. Oh, it's worth it. <laughs> and the joy it gave. She she thought she was happy. She should see me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll be sure and, and tell her. Let's see. Uh, yeah, J- Jason's lamenting that uh, you got that donut before he did. I well, I tried to apologize to him. Did, so you you knew about it? And oh, I knew he wanted do- that one. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Oh, well, he's, we're sorry. We'll try and make it up to you, Jason. 919-860-9783. Let's head to Rocky Mount and Lou. Hey, Lou. Howdy. Howdy. The Lou, man, Lewis. Uh, yeah, yeah, the man subsists on donuts and hot dogs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad life. No. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. Is this the Hollywood This is Hollywood, a Hollywood Lou. Lou. <laughs> Yeah, listen, uh, speaking of uh, the big screen and the small screen, I saw you on TV last night, Rufus. Well, uh, that was that Watergate special, and I had a lot of calls about that. It was on and, PBS? Uh, yes, it was yeah. on PBS on the, the thing called State Lines. Right. And it was, that was uh, excellent. That was really a, a superb roundtable of people really in the know, uh-huh. all from North Carolina, so everybody could understand what they were talking about. And um, <clears throat> I got to say, it was just absolutely fascinating. And especially when you referred to, um, you know, liking Connie Chung, but you could never catch up with her because she was always chasing somebody down for a news tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was excellent. She yeah. was excellent. Right. Yeah. She was such a nice person. I I talked to her, Lewis, uh, <clears throat> right before the 50th anniversary, and she was planning on coming. And she called me back and said, my, my husband, Mari Povich, is not feeling well. Yeah. And I just mm-hmm. can't come. I, I, I miss seeing her. Of course, Connie uh, Leslie Stahl came and uh, Woodward and Bernstein and others. But the show last night, what we wanted to do was to show that uh, North Carolina had a, a big impact on history. And it just wasn't Woodward and Bernstein that wrote the book, All the President's Men. It was those, a team. And those gentlemen with, with me that uh, on the program last night, Mrs. Jean Boyce, Mike Carpenter, and Lacey Presnell, uh, except for Jean and me, they were all very, very young people, just barely out of college, and, 
And as they, they said, that one guy that, that you, that you begged to come on board because he had some, some age and expertise. <laughs> and he said, we need you. So, and he, he wanted to get the heck out of Washington. Oh, uh, Gene Boyce. He yes. Yeah. Gene is just a fine individual. And after he left, uh, he's the one who had the team that discovered the Watergate tapes. Right. And wow. uh, he was working for Representative Ike Andrews. And I saw Gene one night and I said, Gene, we just formed a Watergate committee. And he said, yeah, I heard about that. I said, we need some, some people with some experience on that. And uh, would you consider staying? He said, no, I can't wait to get back home. <laughs> he said, I, the only thing I love about Washington is looking back and going from north to south. The rearview mirror, definitely. Uh, but he was yeah, such and, a, um, is still such a, a brilliant, wonderful guy. He went on uh, to be the person who brought a suit on behalf of all the state employees regarding the retirement system that was groundbreaking that said for years that the state employees had been cheated out of part of their, their retirement funds. And wow, Gene, Gene Boyce guy. was so persistent in that case that his, his law firm dumped him said, you, you're spending too much time on that, and, and he, he refused to quit and won that case. And started his own law firm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and he reminds me, too, the way he comports himself and the way he speaks reminds me of sort of the way Jimmy Carter talks. You know, I, I got that impression about him. Yeah, Just well, he's very principle. studied. He doesn't speak until he knows what he's going to say. And by the way, he is 92 years old. Yeah. Exactly wow. to the date, July 12th. My, we were both born on July the 12th. And Gene Boyce is 92 years old and as sharp as a tack. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've got one him. question for you, Rufus, and I'm not going to ask you to weigh in because this is a gardening show. And But I got. What do you mean? Answer. I don't know anything about gardening. <laughs> I, I, That's I, right. I, I agree, show, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> he knows more than I do. It's not about hot dogs or donuts. Uh, but great Senator Sam Irvin, what would he think about the shenanigans going on today? His eyebrows would be flipping 100 miles an hour at this point. Well, he, he would be very— well, we'll, we'll do this briefly yeah. so we don't have to get into politics. Yeah, well, I, I would just say this. Without any mentioning of any political parties or any personalities, he would be greatly disappointed in the way people are conducting themselves and right. the lack of civility on the part of both political parties right. and individuals in public life, yes. he would be horrified, Lewis. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just uh, I knew I knew as much. Hey, hey, Mike. One Sir. more one more thing about uh, Carl Venters. I failed to mention last week. You said he was so inventive. Oh, yeah. One day at, at MFD, he came in my office and he made me probably the best offer I've ever been made. He says, "Lewis, I want you to do something for me." Every day, just pick a news story, any story, local, national, international, and just do about a minute or 90 seconds of commentary about it and call it. Oh, we lost him. Oh, my goodness. Lewis, uh, call back and give us a (laughs) punchline. Don't leave us in suspense. (laughs) That was timing there. Yeah, and blank. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. All those Russians. (laughs) I I think it was. I mean, oh well, yeah. He's he's calling. Is he calling back now? Is that Lewis? All right. Well, let's see if we can. Um, all right. Let's punch him in there. And uh, a little behind the scenes, we do this quite often, folks. Uh, we're pretty laid back here. 
All right, Lewis. Yeah, I think he got a. He's. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah, Lewis. Uh, start all over with that. Carl Venter's made you an offer you couldn't refuse. Because <laughs> we. <laughs> the, well, not exactly like The Godfather, but he walked into my office one day at WMFD. Uh, that's in Wilmington. Yeah, in Wilmington. And he says, Lou, I want you to do something for me. He says, listen, just take any story any every single day. You know, I was there Monday through Fridays. Take any story, local, national, international, and just do a commentary on it, maybe a minute, minute and a half, and just call it Lou's Views on the News. And I thought, sweet, that's a great thing. So I would do these little commentaries every single day, and I'd just cap it by saying, I'm Lou, and that's my view. Yeah, and, you know they they really enjoyed uh, that aspect. And you're right; he was so inventive like yeah. that. Well, he made me an offer too in uh, 1975. He says you can work here, but watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he was president of the company, and he probably just made a, a check mark beside my name. Yeah, yeah, he can work here. I don't care. <laughs> Well, Who is I loved he? it last week when you said <laughs> that you were like scared to death when he would come in. Oh my gosh, I was scared oh. to death. He was such a uh, he, so charismatic, and uh, I mean, he was a Marine major, and and the whole the whole bit, uh, handsome handsome guy, and when he and powerful when he walked around. Of course, I was I was kind of that way anyway because of all the f- folks I was wor- I was working with a bunch of legends. <laughs> well, all I knew about Carl was that he had started Album Rock radio and for that i was like in all yeah but i didn't know this whole backstory about ptf and all oh yeah. so i i was there sort of unknowing about the gravity the man had so yeah. we were kind of on the same playing field and so that worked yeah well but, you see lou you see carl venter's photograph and beside it it says gravitas mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that amazing uh I'm writing a new book, Lou, and I'm talking about people And we just that, lost him again. Uh-oh. uh-oh. Well, I'm writing a book that uh, is going to try to motivate people a little bit when they get down and out about how you can have people in your life that, that you look up to that motivate you, like in my case, Senator Irvin yeah. and Carl Venters and yeah. Lou's life and Mike's life yeah. and others. Yeah. And it pays to pick somebody in life that you admire. And, 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 em, and emulate thank the people the, who yeah. have helped you. Yeah, and thank the people that help you along the way. Yeah, yeah. that's right. All right, Joyce. I uh, hope your uh, phone phone is better uh, here, uh, and we can keep Hi. you for a while. How you doing, Joyce? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I I'm not. Um, I'd like to think of myself as a gardener, but I'm not real. I'd like to think of myself as a gardener, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I last year I bought. I'm not sure I'm saying it right. A, a clematis or a clematis. You got it right the first time, as far as I'm concerned. And it did beautifully. Oh, my goodness. Campbell Nursery, I bought it from. Oh, they just, yeah. the same thing took over. It, it bloomed, seemed like, all summer. And um, now it's out there, and it has all these dead leaves on it. And I'm uh-huh. stuck, and I'm not sure. I've gotten such different thoughts from people should i cut it down or should i just take the leaves off i just i'm lost yeah what a that's a great question and you want to preserve that what gentlemen what doth you say um 
Well, I, the clematis I usually and I say. Clematis, oh, he's a so. clematis. Oh, okay. <laughs> you like it's uh, potatoes. Yeah, I like yeah, potatoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I usually leave them and um, you know, just let them come back naturally. If you wanted to to take the leaves off, it you know wouldn't wouldn't hurt. If that's um, uh, you you can prune them. Um, but I, I usually just leave them and let them uh, let them come back. It, it depends on how large you want it when you know want them to get, but. Um, I usually just just leave the clematis and let them. Well, with Joyce, it sounds like you're sort of disturbed because it blower and just blew whatever leaves came off. Yeah, it sounds like you're a little bit disturbed because it's turned dark and that. Well, that's natural. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what I do, I cut mine down to about six inches, and uh, here she comes again. About April, pops out of there. Now, I've, of course, you've got something to grow yours on on a trellis of some kind. I'm yes, sure. Yes, do. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would I, I cut mine back to about six inches, and it does just fine. And don't worry about it turning brown and dark. That's what it's supposed to do. So we got a, co- a count pointer, a pointer, a, a yeah, pointer. Yeah, we do. We have pointer counts. So yeah, like yeah. Take Counterpoint, pointer count. Cut it down. <laughs> count. What should I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to go out there and do anything. Well, yeah, I mean, if you, you can, if you, you can do if, a little dance around it, and, and, and you could cut it back, you know, part of the way. If, if if it's really, you know, in an area that's um very showy, and that you want it, you know, you don't want it to to look as bad during the winter time. You could, you know, you could cut it, you know, prune it back or shape it up some. Um, uh-huh. or you know, if it's not a, a focal point, uh, you could just you know let it let it stay, whichever. Now, when it's, if it, if I leave the leaves on, just say I left the leaves on, uh, um, and it it started coming through, then I'd have these dark dead leaves, and they'll I'd fall have, off. They'll fall yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, the buds will the bud the new buds will push them off next year. Oh, yeah. they will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and they'll they'll fall off. Yeah, you won't you will not have. Boy, yeah, you it's, like it's everything not, pristine, don't you, Joyce? Well, the thing is, is that vocal <laughs> point is true. I do have it out on the front of my home. Yeah. You know, and it's on a big yeah. bird feeder yeah. kind yeah. of hook. Yeah. And it is in the front of my home. Yeah, and this I time understand. of year they don't they don't look as, as right. good. Right. Yeah. It looks yeah. awful. Yeah. But again, I didn't want to, you know, cut it down and then have the darn thing not grow again. Right. Yeah. Well, you establish, they come back, yeah. yeah. It, as long as they like sunlight, they like full sun, but they they like uh, to have cool it during the, sun, the cool roots. Yeah, yeah. They like and the roots some, you know, cool. some protection, so, so some, some good mulch, not uh, volcanic root uh, yeah. mulch, but uh, two or three inches of mulch, and uh, just just let it I enjoy also itself. I heard that they like other plants around their feet. Yeah, that would keep the roots cool. Makes um, them tickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tickle their feet. You could have a ground cover. That's you could have a ground cover underneath them. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I thought I would just take my leaf blower and just blow whatever leaves came off and and hope for the best. Well, you might blow it down. You might blow the trellis down. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I Joyce, I, I, I put it this way: if you if you love uh, clematis <laughs> right. as much as I do, but I there, want to thank you guys. I, I was going to tell you about there's an evergreen clematis that I've had for about twenty five years. It stays evergreen all year long and has the most beautiful, beautiful white blooms. So you can get one that's evergreen. Yeah. Do they get yeah, bigger? Yeah, yeah. The evergreen clematis. Yeah, they they grow really tall um, too. Yeah, they yeah, get they get yeah, big. That's yeah. it's, I let, I let mine grow up into the tree. Pretty um, pretty substantial trellis if yeah. you're gonna do an evergreen clematis. But um yeah. yeah. And but it has are. the same kind of 
kind of leaf and blooms uh, the same. Yeah, time. a little little darker green. Yeah, yeah, but the the blooms are are white on the uh-huh. evergreen clematis. Right. So um, okay. yeah, they're gonna they're 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 as far as I know, they're only white. There may be some cultivars out there that have yeah. a different color, but white's uh, what you're gonna get with the evergreen clematis, where the the, the deciduous vine um we'll have you know an array of colors that you can get fulfilled. yeah the bloom uh joyce sort of reminds me of a little orchid it's just a beautiful perfect white yeah i love the plant is it a small flower or large it is a smaller flower than the it is yeah, a smaller flower yeah, you don't have the so plant. is it kind of the original kind of um plant i think it's it's different yeah it, it's, it's kind of yeah. it's different you, you don't have it's to mess different with it. species and a lot of the a lot of the um varieties out and the the deciduous type vine is uh there there a lot of those are hybrids that have been crossed uh, over the years well i think the um the evergreen is just genus species yeah well mine is what they call a sapphire blue and it don't uh, ah but that's pretty so i'm sure it's a hybrid will you call us call us this summer late spring whenever it comes out and and uh I tell us how pretty it is and how i did but guys i want to tell you just phenomenal. What a great show. Thank you very much. Well, you're part of it. Thank you for your question, Joyce. Thanks very much. Yes, ma'am. Have a nice Bye-bye. weekend. Bye. You folks up north there, up near the line, have to pronounce things differently, don't you? <laughs> I don't, I've always said clematis. I don't know. I don't, Some people, I think I looked it up one time and it's actually, both correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like Monaco. In Europe, there it's also Monaco. Well, how about tomato? That wouldn't work, would it? Tomato. Well, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's very formal. Well, speaking of, of a great listener, I want to say hello to Dot. She wrote me the kindest letter, or her friend Christine Landing did. She's 90 years old and she loves this show. Thank you. So, so hello, Dot. Hey, from, Dot. And uh, we're just happy that you, you listen to us. And, yeah. It makes you part of the family, yeah. Dot. And your friend Christine Lanning is is a wonderful person, a longtime friend, and she loves you too. Does she listen to the show, Christine? Yes, Christine does too. Okay, all right. Now I know our Christine listens to the show because she, she does. That's her she job. makes some beautiful bread cake that I had at Christmas time. I, <laughs> I never European. could determine whether it was a bread or a cake. It was so good though. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had some of those. Some of the, you know, banana nut bread. It's almost the, this I is think. different. This is. Um, uh, kind of German, yeah, uh, Polish, Eastern European. Uh, it's, uh, okay. it's like a stolen. Uh huh. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. delicious. Christmas. All right. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. More of the weekend gardener coming up. It's eight fifty four.